tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that is not compatible with your PlayStation VR headset. Not that you would want to be in the room anyway. I'm Cody. <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over. But first, let's talk about a few things we've been checking out. We don't have as much. Maybe we'll go first. Yeah, you guys go first because I can pad with whatever time <laughs> needs because I, I did some things. But first, you guys go. Go, let's go, Let's see. Go. A couple weeks ago, we went to, uh, was it, it was maybe almost a month now. Yeah, it's been a while. But you haven't been on the show in a while. And we went to uh, Cat Video Fest at the Gateway in Columbus. I remember seeing something about that. Well, you sent me the thing about that. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it that day. But, uh, yeah. How was it? It was fun. There was cats there. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, at least three cats. A lot of cat headbands, cat ear headbands. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> at least two different cat adoption agencies had booths in the in the gateway lobby. Okay. And you could pet a couple cats and get information about adopting cats. Okay, cool. Which is cool. Uh, all the, the proceeds went to help cat adoption agencies anyway so help your local kitties yeah <laughs> so uh, were there any uh standout cat videos that you guys saw because that was that's like the draw right yeah they, there was about it was about an hour and a half of just different curated cat videos from the internet okay uh my favorite one is there was a door with one of those <laughs> twanging door stoppers on it mm -hmm. and this cat was just reaching under the door from the other side and would purposely pull the twanging door stopper <laughs> and he just kept doing it and doing so, it she said that he woke her up every morning yeah oh that's great <laughs> now this was like just videos submitted it wasn't like meme cats or anything like that it, like there's no keyboard cat no there wasn't a keyboard cat there was a little bit of little bub and he's kind oh, of a okay meme cat, yeah so little he, bub is kind of he was there yeah well he wasn't there that'd be <laughs> oh, so man, cool that would be great <laughs> bona fide cat celebrity if yeah. little bub was there but they had clips of Little Bub. Yeah. They had they were like organized into different genres, like <laughs> drama and comedy. Genre of cat video. Yeah. Wow. I guess I would be a subgenre of cat video. <laughs> celebrity cat. Yeah. Internet celebrity cat. <laughs> oh wow. No grumpy cat. No well I mean he'd, I'm okay with that. He'd just bring the mood down. Yeah. Or she he would. would bring the mood down. Yeah. It was just long enough. Okay, that's good. <laughs> By the time it got to the end, I'm like Okay, yep. it's a lot of cats. I'm I'm good. I was gonna I'm say good. that seems like a lot of the same thing over and over. It, it really was. Um, <laughs> it was funny when the end came up. the The audience, a lot of people in the audience went, "Oh," but I'm like, "No, no. that was about right." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, was this something that was put on by? Columbus organizations, or is it like a traveling? It's a traveling thing. thing. Oh, okay. All right. Right on. There's there's just a cat video fest company or something. Okay. But the proceeds went to local cat organizations. I think the gateway had a part in putting it together. Yeah, but that's cool. That's really cool. It was definitely worth it. It was worth the trip. It was fun. Yeah, it's always fun going down there to uh, Gateway. They always have awesome stuff going on. It's just a little bit of a drive. Yeah, it's a cool theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, other than that, I, I finally got around to playing the Resident <laughs> Evil 2 remake. Oh, yeah. How is it? It is very good, and it was a huge mistake for me to wait this long to get into <laughs> it. Because I think I didn't buy it because I bought Anthem. Oh, and yeah. That, that's a mistake. Yeah, that yeah. was not a great choice, but <laughs> it'll get better, probably. <laughs> Hey, I have a game that I'm going to be saying basically the same thing here in just a few minutes. And it's not like the core gameplay of Anthem is bad. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's just yeah. everything around it could be so much better. Yeah. But uh, RE2 Remake is uh, is good. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's Resident Evil, yeah. <laughs> for one. And it's so good to play a game like that again that has those kind of adventure gaming mechanics mm. built into it. Like I, I'm so here for the emblem puzzles and the keys, keys weird keys. Statues. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been chased by Mr. X yet? Oh, yes, yeah. he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he actually kind of overstays his welcome to the point. Like it's like, why you, you're still here? Just go away. Like, like let me do these puzzles. 
There was a puzzle where I had to, what was it? It was barely a puzzle where I had to push some bookshelves around to make a bridge. <laughs> and I kept trying to push them and then he would show up. It's like, leave me alone. Just let me do this. Would it surprise you if I said that there is a mod for the PC port of this that. No, because I already know about uh, it. Puts in <laughs> X gone, give it to you when whenever Mr. he X shows up. Shows up. Yeah. It's so funny. I've watched video of it. <laughs> Makes me wish I had a PC that could run the PC version. Yeah. <laughs> the graphics are really good. Mm-hmm. And the the characters look realistic without being uncanny valley. The zombies are surprisingly hardy too. They yeah. like they like take a lot of bullets. Oh, yeah. to that's put what down. I that's what I've heard. There is like a finite amount of bullets in the game. Oh so yeah. Like you have to, you really, have to really ration it out. Yeah. Which a good Resident Evil should be that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely goes is, you know, attack or run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is a callback to its survival horror roots, but seven was like that too. But it was first person. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see any of the other games in the series getting the reboot treatment like this? Oh I hope so. Yeah. Which like, one do you hope they they do next? Honestly, I haven't really played three hardly at all. So okay. if they just went and did three, that'd be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't really cool. played it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure they will because this one sold like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. it And deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call back to the old gameplay without making it feel... Dated? Dated, yeah. Even though you do have to... It took me a while to remember. You got to save all the time, bud. Because <laughs> I'm so used to modern games mm-hmm. just auto-saving for me every time I go in a different room. This doesn't do that. Oh, wow. Okay. You got to save like an old game, which... I mean, yeah, you th- something as simple as that sounds like oh, whatever. But yeah, when you're not thinking about it, mm-hmm. when you're conditioned at this point to not think about saving. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, I have no real complaints on it at all. I really enjoy it. I did finish the new Far Cry a couple weeks ago, and I continuously forgot to talk about it on here. <laughs> well, then, hey, we have plenty of time. Um, Let's go for it. <laughs> It's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like the gameplay is fun and far cry but the ending was it was bizarre yeah it just was like kind of nothing which is a complete 180 from the last game where the ending was like what <laughs> <laughs> like that a lot of people didn't like that ending mm-hmm. which i can see where they're coming from but at least it made you feel something ah okay <laughs> this one just like people die and then it's like okay world's open story's done huh so it was kind of a letdown in that regard. Yeah, but, it sounds like it. But it's also only a $40 game. So it's definitely like the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the there's a whole base building mechanic where you have a home base. And as you go out and collect resources and come back, you can upgrade the different facilities in it. Like upgrade the weapons bench so you can craft higher tier weapons or upgrade the garden so you can grow herbs better, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, the plot just kind of snakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame because I was kind of invested in those characters from the previous game and most of them are gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if you need a dumb shooter, like it doesn't, that's a pretty good dumb shooter. Pet wild pig boar thing. Yeah, or a pet wolf dog that rides in a sidecar of your motorcycle. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I got on the motorcycle with him. I'm like, is he going to get in the sidecar? I'm going to love this if he gets in the sidecar and then he hops in there. I'm like, this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you want. And there's there's a character who's mute who is supposedly the main character from the previous game Hmm. that was locked in the bunker with Joseph Seed, the cult leader guy. Mm -hmm. So your character is in the game along with he plays a different character. It's kind of cool. Oh, that is kind of cool. Yeah, interesting. He wears like a hockey mask kind of thing and had his tongue cut out so he doesn't talk and you can't see their face oh so well it, so it doesn't stomp on whatever character you created from your game right yeah no that's that's an interesting way of doing it sure yeah it's yeah. it's not bad it's a solid seven oh, okay <laughs> cool <laughs> well you know what you talked about a game that was okay so i'm going to talk about a game that's just kind of okay that might be being generous honestly (laughs) well you know what it's going to be okay so last week i don't have as much 
tied into the franchise as you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that is true. I'm not inve- as invested. Yeah. So okay, l- we're burying the lead. So last week, a game came out uh, called Final Power- Fantasy VII. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. It's a classic. It's twenty some odd years old. It's seven out of ten. Final Fantasy seven out of ten. No. So that is one of the things that I kind of checked out a little bit, and uh, that port is it's fine. It's the Steam. It's the uh, PC version so they had some bug fixes from the original ps psx version Can of the you game change so. your stat points uh i have not looked delved that I deep into it can, i wonder if you could because that's one of the features of the steam mm-hmm. version is you can make it super easy by maxing out your stat points just if you just want to see the just... story and not worry about huh. grinding yeah interesting yeah for a game that's that big and that culturally relevant i kind of understand why they hey. would do something like that yeah i wouldn't mess with it personally but yeah i wouldn't either but i, I could see some people who just want to blow through it and be like no give give me all those sweet fmvs yeah now i know separoth deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> back to kingdom hearts yeah <laughs> but no the game i was going to talk about was power rangers battle for the grid which is both a power rangers game and a fighting game so you would think it, I am the easiest of marks for that. Yeah, it takes you'd be both correct. boxes. You'd be correct. I'm, it's, yeah. So this has had kind of a really kind of rushed back history. The game uh, was announced like less than a couple months ago. And a few days ago, like the game's been out less than a week. And like maybe a week ago, they said on Twitter, oh, hey, by the way, Steam and Xbox c- coming out in two days. And, P- and PlayStation's coming out a week after that. And PC sometime in the summer. We're just dropping it early out of the blue. No lead up or anything. There was a, you know, a little bit of a demo. There was a, no, there wasn't a demo. It was a little bit of like online gameplay, that sort of thing. And people were really confused about it because they're like, man, this seems, this seems early. And, and also and it looks like that existing phone game. The well, Legacy there's a reason of? why yeah. it is developed by a company called Enway, who has never developed a console game before. They are almost strictly a phone game developer. And they developed the Power Rangers phone game and they ripped the models and put some <laughs> new skins on them, basically. It's like if the Candy Crush people made a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. So they dropped it early and it's very clear that the game is incomplete. The roster only has nine playable characters, which sounds like a lot. However, this particular type of fighting game is a 3v3 tag team style like a uh, capcom versus marvel two or three or king of fighters style yeah so when you only have nine players and each opponent is picking three out of those nine you're gonna see a million repeats over and over and over (laughs) again also a lot of the characters in the franchise look exactly the same but are different colors that's well (laughs) well, that's kind of the point so you wouldn't think it would be that hard to put more characters in it you you wouldn't think but they do different things. They have different weapons. It is it is heavily weapon based. I mean, Mortal, which, I, I'm course, not dragging it for that. Mortal Kombat does it. Sure, it's always done it. It's been a major feature of Mortal Kombat <laughs> since its inception. Sure, sure. But um, so I picked it up, and it's it is only twenty bucks. So yeah, mark in the mean, win column there for yeah, twenty that, bucks. That seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. For what it is. They uh, they've like I said, they've released nine characters. There's going to be. In, C- in the season one DLC pass, there's going to be three more characters and one more of the ultra attacks, the, the Zords. The Zords, yeah. which are not terribly impressive. They're not. They're kind of an afterthought. <laughs> the gameplay, it's fine. <laughs> I think in another six months with some bug testing and a few patches, it's going to be solidly okay. It could stand to feel a lot smoother. It feels very clunky right now. Yeah, it is interesting that there's no like it's not a standard like Street Fighter type, you know, special move like, you know, stick movement as well as. Yeah, it's kind of has a Smash Brothers. It's kind of has a Smash Brothers of. thing. The big draw is the tag mechanic where you can tag out at any time, like mid combo and like continue combo strings with other characters on your team. If you get really good, you can do like I've seen someone do like a 25 or 26 hit oh my God. like <laughs> combo stream. And that's really cool. And to their credit they did pull in for this first roster a lot of characters that 
they're not just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They're not ju- not just first season. You have the Red and Green Ranger because you gotta. You gotta. And one of the other characters, the alternate skin is the Pink Ranger. Although the default skin actually is a lot better. And it's a character from the comics. There's actually a couple characters from it, the it's comics. It's cool that they pull well. from those comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the majority of the cast are from other seasons, which is cool. And from what I understand, the DLC from uh, for season one is going to be from other seasons, non Mighty Morphin seasons. You should just get Common Writer in there, blow everybody's mind. Oh, you mean Masked Writer? Yeah. Yeah. From that one season <laughs> that they tried to do Masked Writer? Oh, that show was awful. Or the Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big, yes, the Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> VR, VR Trooper. VR Troopers. Uh huh. You know, if they want to get outside the license, they can do some tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. <laughs> Because that's a show that existed. And it totally sounds like something you just made up right now. It but does. You didn't. It does. Well, I didn't stutter through it. It means it's a real thing. <laughs> also, Superhuman Samurai Cyber, Cyber Squad. Squad. Yeah. That yeah. needs a go at the end of it. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Maybe they'll make that and it'll be like Teen Titans. But you go. know what? That, that one's an Ultraman. That one's actually a, a, uh, a, a riff on an Ultraman. Plus, fun fact, Tim Curry was the voice of the bad guy. That always that makes series. whatever you're doing 10 times better. It does. It does. Well, it does kind of cancel out because the main kid that turns into the titular samurai, uh, cyber squad samurai was Joey Lawrence's brother. <laughs> the The middle one, the one that was on Boy Meets World as like the main best friend's brother that showed up halfway through season five. <laughs> Not the boy who meets the world. Not the boy that meets the world. Anyway, this game, it is clunky it doesn't feel a hundred percent right but it there is, are some good ideas there There's it is some good clunky, things there it is chunky and things feel a bit funky <laughs> that's my review yeah but I, I i honestly think that in a couple of patches it's going to be a yeah, solid game it's, it's definitely salvageable yeah and it's it was never going to be like a top tier like Street, Street Fighter. Fighter or uh, Blaze Blue or anything like that. Right now it feels like Clay Fighter, and it could be Primal Rage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I actually heard someone describe it this way. So Evo is the big fighting game convention tournament thing, and they always have the big like they pick nine or eight or nine different main games for the main stage. And those are the huge tournament. That's the huge things that, you know, everyone shows up for. What people don't know is when the top tier players are not, they've either been knocked out of the brackets or they're not playing. They're usually off on the side doing things called money matches, which are basically (laughs) you're betting on playing like lesser games. Like one year, there's a whole side bracket about Super Nintendo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting oh, the game. The tournament fighters. The tournament fighters. There's a whole tournament fighters bracket <laughs> that was unofficial. Uh, this game feels like it's going to be top tier money match side yeah. tournament at Evo because it does have some really interesting mechanics to it's it. It's Turtles the Fighters and not Dong Dong Never Die. Now, Dong Dong Never Die is great. I don't <laughs> care what you say. That game is amazing. <laughs> I was watching Salty Bet on Twitch the mm-hmm. other day. That's so great. Oh, it is. It's just yeah. somebody takes Mugen, which is a fighting game character maker engine, mm-hmm. and they randomly determine fights between characters people just, made. Yeah. So you can get weird stuff like Evangelion Unit 1 versus Ronald McDonald. Oh, yeah. And people purposely make them super broken because Mugen is a very flawed game creator. <laughs> So you get these like crazy like yeah it's yeah it's fun it's a lot of fun to watch. There what was good, what good ones did we did we get any good ones? <laughs> Evangelion one. Yeah, it's it, like what move was that? Like it was the, it could do the third imp. The only thing it could do was the third impact. <laughs> oh jeez, which is Armageddon. Which would <laughs> it would take it forever to do it. But if it did pull it off, it would just automatically win. <laughs> the time it just missed. Yeah, one time it somehow missed. Even though it like shows like the entire like planet like getting oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of times you get somebody's anime waifus that I have no idea who they are oh is- yeah you get a lot of those okay so the last thing I'm gonna say about the Battle for the Grid game if you do get this game and it's twenty bucks if you have twenty bucks lying around pick it up don't go online with it quite yet because there is a bug that prevents you from doing low blocking and overhead like upward jump blocking that doesn't work so so you can low kick your way to you victory. can you can low kick your way to victory with this game online online only currently hopefully the patch will come out soon and it'll be better but right now 
it's a little janky and busted online. Moving on from that, the uh, uh, other major thing I did was I finally got a chance to sit down and watch Ready Player One, the movie. And oh boy, oh boy, you guys. <laughs> not a fan? I am not a fan of that movie. I think that it had some interesting ideas and I think presented differently, maybe without all of the pop culture references being crammed down your throat. If they were to use... Like if they were to create their own like fake stand-ins for pop culture references, or just had less, or of them. less, or just less <laughs> of them, yeah. Like the final fight and on that weird death planet thing <laughs> was like a mess. But there's stuff I did like, like the fact that they had to play adventure on the Atari and find that Easter egg. Some of that is kind of neat. I liked that. That's neat. That was a little heavy-handed, but it was kind of <laughs> neat. If they would have leaned a little heavier into the Willy Wonka aspect of it and less into, hey, look, this is a guy that looks like Bishamon from Darkstalkers who jumps out of the back of Serenity and turns into a Gundam <laughs> to stab <laughs> the Tracer. Mecha Godzilla. Well, Tracer's there for some reason. These are not things I'm making up. This is an actual scene in the movie. If they had less of that, I would be into it. Plus, I kind of hated. No, I didn't kind of hate. I really hated the lead character. Yeah, he's not great. No, both the character and the actor. Yeah. I am not a fan of either one. Well, he still has the stink of the book on him. He does have the stink of the book on him. He also has the stink of playing Cyclops in the X-Men movies. And there is, I defy you to find a single actor who has played Cyclops in some kind of media that is not looked at with disdain. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Can't do it. That's a, yeah. That's a good review is anything that didn't have the stink of the book on it was good. Was <laughs> not good. Fine. Fine. Yeah. It was. Yeah. If it didn't have the book and if it didn't have so many pop culture things crammed down your throat, like I did need a whole scene about him deciding he needed to dress up like Buckaroo Banzai to go to a dance or something. I, I didn't need them to bring up The Shining, an infinitely better movie inside of their third <laughs> yeah. movie. Listen, if the Mystery Science Theater episode Overdrawn at the Memory Banks has taught me anything, don't talk about a better movie inside your crappy movie. <laughs> yeah. Because if Overdrawn at the Memory Banks was the one where Raul Julia kept showing up inside Casablanca, even <laughs> though he was like a, in the future or something like that. I actually had kind of kind of a similar situation, <laughs> I guess. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it's I, The Shining, but we can't show Jack Torrance's face. Yep. <laughs> oh no! Like, not... There's a million other horror movies they could have and should have used for that one. Mm -hmm. The Shining is a little too heady and a little too the best horror movie ever made. Well, <laughs> that wasn't in the book at all. The book version was. The main character was placed into the role of Matthew Broderick in the movie uh, War yeah, Games, yeah. and he had to act out that movie in its entirety perfectly. Which is infinitely worse than what they did in the movie. Oh, <laughs> that would be unwatchable. Yeah. It well, would then be the Ferris Bueller stuff would have been unwatchable, too, that's in the book. There's a lot of things in the book that would have been unwatchable. I mean, this is the best of a bad situation, yeah. but it's still not good. <laughs> I'll give it... It's way, way better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. We had pretty low, low, low I thought it was going to be unwatchable. And it, I thought it was going to be the War Games part of the book. I thought it was going to be an unwatchable trash fire. And it was just, eh. okay, eh, yeah. If I would have seen this in theaters, I would have been upset when I left. Oh, I wouldn't have been thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got this out of Redbox for free. I had a free rental. <laughs> And I still think I paid too much. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay for it either when I saw it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, had I had I paid money, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Would not have great. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love bad movies. I watched the. I willingly watched the the Meg for crying out loud, <laughs> the one with Jason Statham where he fights a shark. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this one's terrible. Oh, no. I had someone ask me for that at work. Like, oh yeah. They didn't know what it was called. It's like the one with the big old shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> like the Meg. they might as, might as well have called it big old shark <laughs> don't watch ready player one also the willy wonka style character could find have been my egg. find my egg he could have been played by 
anyone. anyone. <laughs> well, just, like, it could have been played by anyone else better. Like, yeah. there's a yeah. lot more going on in that character than what we got out of I forgot who played him. Uh, I don't know who played him. I don't know who played him. Find my egg. Yeah. I hid many eggs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the character in the book was at least a little more nuanced than, hey, this guy probably has autism. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those Hollywood autism yeah. geniuses. Yeah. I would like to see a Hollywood movie portray someone who has autism and them not be a some kind of misunderstood genius also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that movie exists somewhere, but we just haven't heard about it because it's not the Hollywood ideal of that type of character. Yeah. So it kind of gets pushed aside. I got a quick review of the Elder Scrolls Blades that came out this morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we got about two minutes. That's all I need. Awesome. Todd, let me play it. <laughs> <laughs> you can sign in and then it says... To ensure a smooth experience for everyone, we are limiting access during the launch period. Make sure your notifications are turned on, and we'll let you know when you can play Blades. Oh, man. So, uh, hey, hey Todd. Todd. Hey, Todd, can I play your game, Todd? Todd Howard, the guy who made this. Yeah. Todd? Todd Howard, can I play Blades now? <laughs> Please? We're going to check in next week and see if you've had a chance to play Blades. See, see if Todd will let me play yeah. his, his game. It's Yeah, you put your quarter on the machine. Yeah. You get next go. <laughs> you get next man. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we get back, we'll talk about some news. Todd, let me play your game. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Nerd Overload now. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 122 West Rensselaer Street in downtown Bucyrus, 567-806-5364, and online at subcultureoh.com.
Hey, we're back. That was Tom Sawyer by Rush. Because I've got my two liter bottle of Shasta in my all Rush mixtape. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Was it Shasta? I think it was Shasta. Yeah. yeah that was a Futurama reference, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Also, <laughs> it was a reference. Do you get it? Yeah. I clapped. I clapped when I saw the reference. That's Ready Player One. Ready That's Player why One. We played it because we just talked we about it. We just talked that. about it because it's the 80s. And if Ready Player One taught me anything, it's that, hey, remember the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing before I'm going to go on a tangent. Do again. it. Go for it. The movie takes place in our future, and everyone is for some reason still nostalgic about the 80s, mm-hmm. which would like now be it'd be like if you were nostalgic about like the 40s, yeah, now. yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense for Tracer, would be uh, something you'd be nostalgic for in the time that movie takes place, kind of, I guess, not, not the shining, not. The Shining would be Shining. over a hundred years old by the time, yeah, by ex- the setting of that movie. Exactly. Yeah, like, and we don't get nostalgic about things that are a hundred years old now because people that would get nostalgic about that are dead. Also, I'm going <laughs> to rant one more thing. In the final battle, the Iron Giant's there. What was the big point of the movie, The Iron Giant? That he's not a gun. And what does he do in this movie? Just shoots a gun. Shoots big old lasers <laughs> yeah. all over the place. That was the worst choice they could have made for that character. They should not have even put him in the film. They should not have. He was originally Ultraman. He should have continued to be Ultraman. Uh, Subaraya would not let go of the rights for the movie. Oh. They, they had to replace him with someone else that's big that shoots lasers. There's... I'm sure uh, there's a million, a million different options. things, but instead they decided, hey, we have the rights to Iron Giant. He's a big robot that shoot gun. Let's put him in movie. <laughs> that could conceivably shoot gun. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it the Megazord. Make it. I don't. Just anything. Pacific Rim robot. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Did the main character. Okay. Did the main character's friend, the big guy surprise you for one like trick you for one second when you find out that it's actually a girl no yeah from the second i saw that character came on screen i was like yeah that's yeah that is a voice changer that is a voice modulator i was like okay yeah i mean (laughs) it's fine but like it wasn't they play it like it's a huge reveal and like nah even if it wasn't obvious, I wouldn't have cared. Like, it wouldn't have... Like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. the thing. No, I wouldn't have cared. But the <laughs> yeah. fact that they made it... Like, they did such a poor job hiding it. Yeah. If they wanted to really hide it, find someone else to do the voice <laughs> of the character prior to the reveal and then have the character play the, the real-life character do the voice of that character for the remainder of the film. But like That would have been cool. But, like, the whole, like, somebody on the internet isn't the gender that you thought they were is, like, the most played-out oh, trope it's... in regards to anything internet-related in the world. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about news. Let's talk about some news. <laughs> Let's talk about happy things. They leaked the Star Wars poster, maybe. They kind of did, perhaps. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is it, though. Yeah. Because... Of C-3PO holding Chewbacca's bowcaster, which is so specifically weird yeah. that, I, that I don't think a fan would put that on the poster if they were trying to make a fake. That is pretty great. But I mean, it's a Star Wars poster. It's mm-hmm. got all your favorite space friends on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I else mean, to it, talk I mean, it about. doesn't have Kylo Ren on it, and it doesn't have Rose which Kylo Ren, I can kind of understand, perhaps, especially if he's not going to be the main focus like of the film. I mean, it's clearly Ray is going to be the main focus of this last film. Rose seems like a cowardly move. Yeah, to not put her on the poster. <laughs> because she she has become a main character, and yet, because of internet bla- backlash from, I don't even want to call human, them fans. Human trash. <laughs> people who, who have wrong opinions about films. Yeah. And... and uh, women's place in films those people have basically made disney not include this character on she's a ray of sunshine and i will protect her with my life yeah. she's she's a very good character and yeah who i would love for them to expand upon in this next film but i bet you they won't because of internet backlash and if james gunn's firing and recent rehiring 
is any indication Disney kind of apparently listens to that crap. So yeah, but then they backed away and actually rehired him, which is good. But it shouldn't have happened in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, the I mean the posters out there. If it's a fake, it's a very good fake. Wait, what's the name of the movie? There's no name of it. There's yet. no name on it. No, it just says it's the poster, but it doesn't have the uh, the logo oh. stamped on it yet. Star Wars. It's another star. Boy, am I tired of all these Star Wars. Is the name of the film? <laughs> <laughs> I am starting to get Star Wars fatigue. Certainly. Yeah. And while I enjoyed Rogue One, I think that this trilogy would have benefited from having a two-year break between ep- movies instead of just a one-year break. Yeah. Because having a Star Wars every summer is exhausting. Well, and Rogue One was so much better than the other two movies, honestly. Rogue One was very good. I liked The Force Awakens without... Wait. Yeah, that's the first that's one. The, that's number seven. Yeah. I liked The Force Awakens. I thought that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that's a really good... I really liked it, too. And then I thought Last Jedi was... Last Jedi was pretty o- good. Was okay. They really stumbled with Solo. Yeah. They monumentally stumbled with Solo. And I place a lot of that, well, a lot of it on them firing uh, Lord and Miller and changing, you know, you don't change horses midstream, even if that horse is Richie Cunningham. (laughs) But... That was a really belabored metaphor, but I I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. I tried very hard. Uh, But uh, the other thing that I kind of lay that at is... The guy they cast to play Han Solo was just unlikable. Could not act. Piece of cardboard. He was. He was. Like a wet piece of cardboard. I, they <laughs> they would have done a better job if they would have like just taken a cardboard cutout of Harrison Ford. Not even Han Solo. Just Harrison Ford. <laughs> From like Hollywood homicide. Yeah. Use some like peach paint and paint off the, the age lines and then just kind of carry him across the screen. <laughs> He could, they could have been a cardboard mouth flap yeah, on there. Yeah, just flapping it. Yeah. They could have digitally manipulated anyone to look like him. They Just do that. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping this last one is good. I kind of hope that it... It kind of has to be here. I'm almost done. Like I'm never going to be totally done with Star Wars. I'm... I'm kind of in for life, but I will. I'm definitely less excited for it than I was Last Jedi currently. When it gets closer to time, the hype train is going to build. I'm going to be excited for it. But right now, I'm I'm good for now. Right now, I'd rather just watch Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm more I'm way more excited for that. Which is nuts. If I had the choice between a new Star Wars and a comic book movie. I would go with the comic book movie, which doesn't sound like me at all. No, but no, it, it actually is. doesn't, but it is, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Avengers 3, or the Avengers Endgame, whatever, is three hours long. Which is probably too long. <laughs> it's gonna. It's a bit. It's hey, a bit. I'm an, I'm an old man now, and the prospect of being <laughs> in a movie theater for three hours of my time, my personal time... Seems like a, a big ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, what is that? Like an eighth of a day? Yeah. I mean, we'll sit through it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm definitely not going to get anything to drink during yeah. it unless they decide to put in an intermission. Which, yeah, if movies are going to start being three hours long, maybe they should. Yeah. Put an intermission in there and sell me a t-shirt in the lobby. Well, like, you know. Like, why not? Superhero movies are ostensibly for kids and all ages although this one definitely doesn't look like it's going to be particularly kid friendly fun for the kids fun for the kids but it's a but superhero movies are for kids in general and i can't when i you still have, can't believe they made kids watch spider-man turn into dust yeah that's that was pre- that was pretty rough <laughs> spoilers yeah hey if you haven't seen that at yeah this point. You're, you're gonna yeah but like I don't know a little kid that will sit still for three hours. By the end of that movie, they're going to start getting antsy. And like, that's not going to be a good time for anyone. Yeah. You better hope your your theater has one of those quiet rooms on the side. I hope I'm wrong. And I absolutely am prepared to be wrong. But I think three hours might be a little too long for that movie. It's it's a little excessive. I feel like the last, the last Avengers movie was like three hours. It was like... It was under. It was like two and a half, two, two, two forty, two forty, something like that. And it felt kind of long. <laughs> no, I've... oh wait, I'm 
No, I, I would say Infinity it didn't. War. Infinity War went by pretty quick for the two hours and 40 minutes yeah. that it was. I would say... I'm thinking Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron felt like it was five days long. (laughs) Boy, as far as Marvel movies go, that might be the stinkiest one. Between that and Incredible Hulk. And and it wasn't that bad, really, but it's the stinkiest one. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) with these Marvel movies, like the lowest you go is pretty good. Yeah. Like solid. And and Ultron barely made the baseline. (laughs) It, it it is the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> why bottom. why is that? Is it because Ultron is ultimately not a like, interesting I, character? Is yeah, it was I it just, James Spader? Maybe I just did not care. Yeah, I didn't like care about on screen. I'm like whatever. I don't really like just James kill Spader. Him or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was Spader trying to do a Shatner impression at times. It's like just kill this Robert California robot already. <laughs> <laughs> that and Joss Whedon probably didn't help yeah the shines come kind of come off that apple a little yeah bit. anyway let's uh let's talk about something else you know what let's finish out these movie things because we have a bunch of game stuff to get to but let's go ahead and finish out this last one so there was a trailer for the dora the explorer <laughs> live action film which are words that i never thought <laughs> yeah. i would say it's called what dora and the lost city of gold i, I believe. think so yeah they didn't even get the the explorer in there i don't know Well, I think they're trying to distance themselves a little bit from the show because while the show is like, hey, let's learn things because you're two. Yeah, the show is literally for babies. This movie is actually looks like it's a kind of all ages ages, uh, action adventure comedy type thing. I would liken it a lot to the first Spy Kids movie. I was going to say Jumaji. And basically the same thing. It is, another studio said, get me one of those Jumajis right now. Yeah. And what do we own? Dora the Explorer. She could go to a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the trailer looks fine. Yeah, it actually looks kind of fun. looks kind of fun. I think uh, Dora's sassy friend that constantly comments about how weird Dora is, is going to get old quick. But I hope that they just condensed all of those lines to the trailer and like it doesn't pop up anywhere else probably yeah i think it's a good interpretation of the character Mm -hmm. who honestly doesn't doesn't do a whole lot in the original show she just kind of stare at you with your dead eyes yeah stare at kids and like stand there and wait for him to respond oh man i hope that is a point in this film (laughs) who are you talking to (laughs) or like they 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 kind of tip their hat to it like she doesn't break the fourth wall but there's a point where she like is just looking and staring at something and someone like looks and goes what are you, what are you doing and what are you waiting for and it's like oh no sorry i'm trying to look at this map or something like that they should make it one of those netflix interactive movies oh she's like, <laughs> like was it bandersnatch yeah. or whatever do you think netflix is going to do more of those they already did oh, they the did? bear grills survival one came oh. out the other day where you choose whether bill Bear Grylls lives or dies. I was going to say, does he get mauled? Yeah. You, you are Bear Grylls' new god. <laughs> and you get to decide whether he lives or dies. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> How much of his own urine he drank. Listen, I know Bear Grylls is a man, but every time I hear the name, I think of like an actual bear with like actual grills. <laughs> <laughs> a bear with like a kiss the cook grill dad apron on oh yeah no i was thinking more like the little john like teeth that are all blinged out <laughs> the grills grill. oh bears with grills. bears with grills <laughs> even more dangerous because the metal teeth yeah <laughs> it's like the bears are the traps <laughs> oh, no. all right that that joke went nowhere let's go ahead and get into some games Let's talk about game news. Sony's doing this thing now called the PlayStation State of Play where they release like a YouTube video or a Twitch live stream that tells you about all the new games coming out for the PlayStation. Boy, that sounds familiar. It's a completely original concept that Sony has come up with. As oh, a way... is it original? It's not a Nintendo <laughs> thing at all? No, as, as a way to uh, keep their fans informed on the latest and greatest new products. Would you say that they, that they sent the video directly to you? I mean, you could. You could, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine a Nintendo Direct, but it's not fun. It's yeah. just trailers. 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, tell me so- about some of these games that were in this thing. There was a lot of PlayStation VR. So if you bought that headset, you are... You're going to be very happy. Yeah, you're going to be in for a lot of headset time. And if you didn't, <laughs> your wallet's going to be real happy. Yeah. So. But yeah, some of it looked kind of neat. The Iron Man VR game looked kind of fun, although the graphics didn't look It wasn't even gameplay. Oh, it wasn't even no, gameplay? No, none of then that was gameplay. Well, then what's the point? <laughs> So you can get excited about new products. Start the hype train. Yeah, Yeah. you know what would make me excited for a product? Showing me the product. (laughs) I mean, just the thought of being Iron Man in VR is pretty rad. That's a pretty cool idea. It's going to be hard to mess this one up. Yeah. But again, showing a trailer that is all non-gameplay things for the trailer kind of bothers me. It's like showing a movie where like they show a bunch of scenes and at the bottom they flash, none of this is in the movie. <laughs> this is just for hype purposes. It's like, what the, what's the point? <laughs> anyway, that's just my personal gripe. We can move on from that. And they showed some new Crash Team Racing footage, which it continues to look like a fun and cool game. It's one of the best kart racer games that doesn't have Mario in it. It did look pretty fun, um, all if things you, considered. If you get the PlayStation version, you get character models that look like the original PlayStation 1 versions, which that's a fun feature to have, I guess. Sure. Yeah, why not? Which That's the thing about these remasters they're doing for these old games. I wish they gave you some way to play the original game, too. Oh, that would be cool. Especially some of the, like, the ones I don't have any context for, because I, I don't think I ever played Spyro 3, and I don't think I ever played... I played that one a lot. I don't think I ever played Crash Bandicoot 3 all that much either and like i would like some context of what the original was like compared to what the remaster is sure well i mean there are ways yeah i mean there are ways but it should be easier i agree like the monkey island remakes you could just press a button and it yeah it switches from the original game to the remastered game right there on the spot really oh wow that's a cool feature that's pretty nice i'm not saying it necessarily (laughs) has to do that although that would be cool you should be able to play the original game. There should be an option in the menu. Especially since the original games are probably incredibly small in file size compared to the remastered version. Yeah. So, like, it would be, like, nothing. It would just be a cool feature and give... Especially kids who've never, who have no idea what these that these are even remakes. Like, it would give them some context to what they're playing. Hey, kids, do you think the new Crash Bandicoot is hard? Try it on the original setting. <laughs> yeah. Try it when you have to have per- like pixel perfect jumping, or you slide off a side of a thing, and everything looks like triangles. Yeah, <laughs> are you able to stand on that platform? Who knows? <laughs> but that I don't Go know. Ahead. That's the yep. video game preservationist inside of me. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. <laughs> and as we kind of push towards digital, and we start to lose backwards compatibility, and also old hardware starts dying out. There is a definite threat yeah. that we're going to lose a lot of. Or they start doing older... stuff like Google Stadia that we talked about last <sighs> week, where you don't even have any code on your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's a website. Google Stadia, it's a website. They they add a bunch of flowery terminology to hide it, but what it is, you use it. It's, it's Twitch where you can push buttons. And yeah. Then it... <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. And it sucks. <laughs> we're being awful negative. Let's... Pick a game that we can be positive about. Yeah, that Blood and Truth game looks kind of neat in a... That's not exactly a... I don't know if we're going to be completely positive about this one. Fun garbage. <laughs> yeah, it looks like fun garbage. It's yeah, a VR th- game that looks like a Jason Statham oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's that's Jason Statham movie simulator. <laughs> yeah, which I'm all here for any VR games that have actual depth to them. Sure. Because too many of them are like tech demos. Like, well, look at me. I can throw around two balls in virtual reality or something. Hey, do you want to go look at this 3D model from over there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to be Batman, but only for like an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Batman, but you got places to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be busy later? <laughs> I love that Arkham <laughs> VR game. It was so fun, but it's like you get really into it and then it's over. <laughs> But this game looks cool. It, I mean, it looks very much like a Jason Statham action movie, but it's all in VR. Now, are we just saying Jason Statham because it's primarily British? Probably. Probably. <laughs> but it also looks... He's the best known British action man. That's true. But it looks... You could put it side to side with that trailer for, what is it, uh, Hobbs and... Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw. And it does look just like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it's true. God, that movie looks good. I mean, it looks terrible, but I can't wait for it. Now, that's a good bad movie. Exactly. Fun garbage. I will will gladly pay money to see that in theaters because you're just going to laugh. Blood and Truth will be the Hobbs and Shaw of VR games, and that's cool with me. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So there was also a Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Now, Five Nights at Freddy's is a game that I haven't heard the name of in at least a year. Yeah, it's pretty quiet on that front. yeah it's been it's been about time for another uh journey into that personal nightmare <laughs> and the games are basically played like vr already yeah so it makes perfect sense to throw you into that yeah mess. literally make it a vr game yeah so uh for the folks who don't know what that is it's basically you're at a uh, Chuck E. Cheese working security, and the animatronics are creepy and coming to life. Yeah, they come to you. life at night and try to eat you or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty spooky. A lot of jump scares. Oh, it's almost all jump scares, and it gets me almost every time. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. I uh, can't wait to see a bunch of YouTubers try to play that game in VR, because not only are they going to be screaming and looking like idiots, they're going to have that stupid thing on their head. <laughs> It's going to be great. They won't need to overreact as much. They won't. Because it will feel real. <laughs> oh, oh, they'll overreact. Have you seen Markiplier try to play these games? <laughs> but this is a great idea that I'm surprised they didn't do a long time ago. Yeah, same here. And it looks like uh, Scott Cawthorn, the guy that makes these, is actually letting another company help him with it, too. So it's about time he did that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's kept it a one-man show this long. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Concrete Genie. Now, they showed some of this at E3 last year, if I remember correctly. I really don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm really on the fence about it because it it looks like a kind of a parkour adventure where you're also drawing monsters on the walls that come to life. Yeah. So, like, kind of like Link Between Worlds? A little bit, (laughs) but it also looks incredibly sad. Yeah. The whole trailer is just this kid getting harassed by bullies and then drawing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't need to mirror my life exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't, I just, I d- it didn't really let you in on what the actual gameplay loop of it is. I'm worried that they the don't thing. know what the gameplay loop of it is. That yet. might be, yeah. That they just have a, they're like, hey, we have all these like areas and we have the mechanics. Let's just slap something then together. Let's draw <laughs> some things on a wall and... It has a very nice looks art neat. style. It looks yeah. like a, a like a film stop motion film is what that looks like what they're going for. It does, but I'm concerned that they're going to take they're going to be walking a fine line between using a low frame rate to mimic stop motion animation and having it just look choppy and bad. Have yeah. it look like Battle for the Grid. <laughs> also, the mouths I don't like the mouth flap in it. Because it is just a solid texture, flat texture changing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have the depth of a... It's nice to see Sony doing something that's just not, hey, let's do it photorealistic. That's true. Like, it actually has style to it. Yeah. But hey, speaking of photorealistic, Mortal Kombat 11 (laughs) kind of rounded out the end of the trailer, uh, the uh, state of play, whatever. The Sony Direct. Yeah, PlayStation Direct. Direct. But uh, it was a full story mode trailer basically and revealed a couple new characters revealed a co- Jax, uh Liu Kang and Kung Lao the least surprising characters to appear in a Mortal Kombat game <laughs> Liu Kang wasn't playable in uh, Mortal Kombat 10 oh that's true yeah he was in story mode but he wasn't playable because he was the bad guy he uh, he ended up become he became the bad guy yeah no con- canonically the hero of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 died and became a evil zombie about halfway <laughs> through the series Wow. Yeah. Well, it's because it's because Ed Boon uh, shifted his focus. He he started to really hate Liu Kang because he was boring and liked Johnny Cage and Scorpion. So he made Johnny Cage and Scorpion the the Which, heroes of honestly, the game. Honestly, Johnny Cage and Scorpion are way cooler. They are way cooler. Yeah. Sure. Not only are they more visually interesting, they are just better concepts for characters anyway it looks like the the it's going to have a really robust story mode which at this point that is what i enjoy out of mortal Kombat games yeah it's what um, they do the best honestly. they really not do. that the story's good it's not good but it's hokey <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's fun it's, it's the hobbs and shaw of fighting games yeah. although there's no fighting games that have a story that's really good 
It's all hokey. They're all hokey bad, but at least Mortal Kombat 11 knows that it's hokey and bad, and they're willing to make fun of themselves, kind of. They're they're willing to go, okay, this kind of sucks, so let's just be ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas the, stor- the attempt at the story mode in Street Fighter V was boring. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these have fully acted and animated mocap cutscenes mm. where Street Fighter's like, hey, it's a visual novel between fights. The only thing that I am concerned <laughs> about with the Mortal Kombat 11 story mode is we're going to have to see extended scenes of Ronda Rousey acting <laughs> because she is playing Sonya Blade. And if there's one thing that I've learned from the little bit of wrestling that I've watched on, on Twitter is that Ronda Rousey doesn't know how to act and doesn't understand how to like live, like get herself into like the fantasy of like the situation, like her whole character arc in WWE is that she doesn't believe in all of the fake BS and will like actually attack the actor and not the character they are playing on stage. Wow. So I'm half expecting Sonya Blade to halfway through the game, look at the, at the player and go, you understand that this is fake, right? (laughs) I'm Ronda Rousey. I mean, Sonya Blade. No, they just start calling her Ronda halfway through the game. Ronda Blade. Ronda Blade. (laughs) It's such a dumb stunt casting for something that doesn't need stunt casting. It's a video game. Now, they they did stunt cast uh, Shang Tsung as the guy from the Mortal Kombat movies, uh, Carrie Haruyuki Takawa, which is great. He's a really good actor, and that is fun stunt casting. Also, the guy's not doing much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, the other thing, Ronda Rousey's not going to put controllers in hands. No. Nobody's going to be like, oh, now that Ronda Rousey's in that, I want to play it. No, yeah, nobody's no. going to think that. No, 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 no. Like, I, I can't think of an actual actor who could, you know what? Yes, I can. If they would have made Terry Crews Jax. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would have put that controllers been, in hands. Yeah, it would have been a good would have been good stunt casting for yeah, Mortal Kombat. That would have been really, really good stunt casting. I mean, I can't think I'm gonna miss Ashley Birch as Cassie Cage. She's not Cassie Cage anymore. I don't She's believe. not. No, no. They got someone else for that. She's too busy being Enid and that dog sled racer from that <clears throat> indie game we talked about the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, there was more stuff, the PlayStation Direct, but we're actually out of time. So we actually have to need to wrap the show up and get out of here. So you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can email us at staffnerdoverload. You can follow us on all kinds of social media things. This is Josh's part. This is Josh's part. Yeah, (laughs) Nerd Overload now on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Check it out. And Twitch, which we've been using. Yes. Hey, check out the Twitch. Twi- and speaking of ha- uh, places having content, we have a YouTube channel, Nerd Overload YouTube TV. channel. You can watch the uh, archives Twitch streams on there. Very active. Been doing stuff. Yeah, watch Sam play the Zelda game we're going to talk about here on a podcast soon. Soon, yep, sooner rather than later. And you know what? Not only is it fun to watch me play the video games, or at least put me on in the background and use me as background noise, but you can slowly watch as I learn, teach myself how to video edit because <laughs> each video gets a little bit better. Like I taught myself how to make end cards the other day. Nice. So the last two videos have end cards on them. <laughs> Surprise. So yeah, you can also find our podcast on all sorts of different places online, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just about anywhere else you can find a radio show. You can find our show. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverload now. Chip in five bucks, get the show early. Yeah, we want to thank our, our news hound, Parker. Yeah, yeah. For giving us uh, things to talk about the past couple weeks. He's really helped us out He's collecting really news. He's really been helping out with the news. We really appreciate it. And if you ever have any news that you want to share, uh, send us an email. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Usually the best ways to get a hold of us. And uh, yeah, I think that pretty well wraps everything up. So again, thank you all for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Pizza out. This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. <laughs>